Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy, Steve Walsh. Hello. Uh, we're joined by a couple of Dubliners in South London, Stephen Graham and Isabel McKenna. Hello. Hi. We'll be talking about the experience of Irish people in South London over the years. Um, I've you know, got stories that my parents have told me and horror stories. Experiences that my uncles have. And in my experience of growing up, of Irish descent in South London, yeah. where there were That's very what I want to know about. odd things that occurred. But you only seemed odd to me now looking back on it and realising that I did those things <laughs> because of that. And obviously, uh, I've seen these girls talk about moving to England. What mm-hmm. year did you move to England? For originally in 2005. 2006. 2006, for a year. Yeah. Then I ran away because I hated it. And then we came back in 2010. Were you in South London when you first moved over? Yeah, we've oh, never lived anywhere but South London. Oh, you see, I hope that the first time you moved Hard over, it was somewhere not in South London. Oh. Like, this is terrible. Oh, and then you came back to South London. <laughs> Whereabouts in South London were you first? First off, Eltham, with Stephen's brother and his wife. And his then very young child, Millie. And then New Cross. And now Lord Chablain. Steadily moving up in the world. <laughs> and yeah, away from Eltham. <laughs> Westwood. Just beside Firestone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not that fast. <laughs> we're recording in the White Horse in Peckham, which is a pub we talked about on the show before, because it turns up in the Ballad of Peckham, right? Mm-hmm. By Muriel Spark, one of the, the few pubs mentioned in the book that still exists. And similarly, it's, and I was thinking about this, it's the only place, the only sort of place that my family would socially gather mm. en masse when I was growing up that still exists in the same form that I remember. Yeah. There were so many places that we go to mm. across South London that are just gone now or turned into different kinds of pubs. Mm. But not yeah. just different kinds, radically different yeah, kinds yeah. of pubs where you just wouldn't really yeah. go to as a family for a celebration. So I'm going to give a little overview of places that I went to in my family. And also just talk about the things that were there and just sort of mm. get a read. Mm. I mean... Jack, you had a similar uh, upbringing, I would say, in that growing up in the church has got to be similar to growing up ah. Irish, in that there's a very specific set of social rules, social customs. Subculture, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it's a subculture of a different kind. So, like, I would go to, we would go to social clubs, which uh, you would go to. Uh, yeah, I mean, everything we did was based in the church, so, so there was no movement. It was all... Uh, Just in the one church. And there was no alcohol, so... Yeah, well, like, one big no, difference. no way to relate to anything. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Re- I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wonderful. But the Mac. social, the social club we went to uh, the most was the St Changes Club on Telford Road in Peckham, um, and that's fascinating because just looking it up last week on the internet, to try and get some information just to sort of see if anything mm. uh, was recorded about it, and it doesn't exist. Really, it just doesn't exist. Was that Irish? Well, it was a fictional. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Like Harry Potter. Um, no, it it closed before the internet was a thing. Therefore, yeah. there's no. If you looked at parish records, if you looked mm. at council, council records, records yeah. if you looked at the the land registry, there would be evidence of these things. But it got turned into flats, sort of late eighties, early nineties. Wow, yeah. And now, if you Google St James Hotel Road, nothing, literally nothing. Comes no like forum, forum, some no. forum. Yeah, no one talks about it. Oh, really? yeah. it's just was it an been, Irish club though? It was. Yeah, yeah. What does it, what is an Irish club? The social yeah, I want clubs, to know more about this. The, the social clubs were so I've all... never been to a social club, so you say I can relate, but like well, my but aunt I'm... used to talk about, they live in Wimbledon, my aunt and uncle, and they used to talk about going to the club, 
But it's like a pub, essentially. Yeah, kid, whenever he went to pubs as a kid, so it's ah, okay. yeah. But you have like clubs associated with the church, so you'd have yeah, spaces but, that Yeah, but I mean, we church. played table tennis and someone gave a ten-minute talk about going to hell, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Similar. <laughs> no, um, the, the social clubs generally, it's very much like, same sort of set up as Phoenix Nights. The, uh, oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So yeah, exactly. it, you'd go in, um, mm. and it, in St. James' Club, you'd go in, it'd be like a hallway, mm. and it was all, they're all... Uh, it's all a community, community centre. <laughs> well, the St. James' Club was also, it's a converted house, essentially. Yeah. So it was, it was on a, a road, houses on either side. You'd go into what would have been the hallway, and to the right, what would have been the living room, mm. uh, has become... Uh, a bar area to the left where there would have been uh, a, another front room you've got a games room with yeah. like a pool table a dartboard uh, Spy Hunter the video game mm. uh, television in the bar as well I remember as a kid watching American Wealth in London there on a Saturday night dinner oh, yeah. what was going on it was great they had the sound turned down trying to work out what was going on but then as you go to the back it opens up into a hall with a, a stage at the back as a performance space mm. chairs dot around and another bar running along the sides so People it's essentially the banjo and stuff it'd be all sorts um, <laughs> it was, it's more there's another social I want to talk about that I, I think of more in terms of live music with the St James' Club it'd usually be like a DJ but the, the important thing in terms of music was at the end of the night where they just sing ah. all, all the yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, not all the people but like, and like you'd have like little turns from people and like mm. people had their favourites that they do mm. and it was and they were singing Irish songs that was the thing it was, it was very much at that point sort of tapping into um, what they sort of left behind but the social clubs were all set up by churches Catholic no. churches realized, I was going to ask how much, how much did religion play a part in your early life I went to Catholic primary school and secondary school. Yeah. Uh, did my first Holy Communion, did my first confession. You're more Irish than I am, too. <laughs> well, I didn't, do my con- I didn't do my confirmation. <laughs> oh, okay. I went to confirmation classes and then realised I was only doing it for money. Uh, and therefore didn't. <laughs> I really wanted to do money. Else, yeah. It's, so, it's so much money. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, but I thought this is a bit, you know, I don't believe in this. So did your parents allow you to just step My parents were not religious at yeah. all, really. My grandparents, actually, when I say my grandparents, my mum, Parents, actually, my father again. My mum's mum was very religious. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, really, you know, I have relatives that go to church. Yeah, but it's not really. So there's a bar in there, yeah. Yeah, two bars. Mm. How is it different to a pub? Because um, there's also spaces that aren't. Yeah, you. But you have. It's also there's a. It's affiliated to the church. So the sort of people it's going to be attracting are going to be associated with church. There's a membership scheme, and because there's a membership scheme and because it's run by the church, the drinks are subsidised. So oh, it's a cheap okay, place. Yeah. To and things for kids oh, to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, it's more kid friendly. Did you ever go there alone though, or were you always with your family? Always with my family because it yeah. closed. You know, as I say, it, it, we'd stop going. It closed by the time I, I would have gone anywhere yeah. by myself in that. Place. Yeah, but it was nice. It was in Peckham and like. Um, my and uncle lived in Elm Grove, just up the road, so like, we'd go back there for another drink afterwards, all the parents go back for another drink, and then we just, uh, all the cousins would just hang upstairs, mm-hmm. and then when it, we sort of like realised it was time to go home, we'd pretend to fall asleep, and just like, <laughs> get to stay around my cousins, mm. it was perfect, it was like, uh, <laughs> we lived how far away? Sorry? How far away did your cousins live? Ten minutes? No, we're, it's we're a tree, isn't world, it? But it's the thing, you're a kid, mate, it's an adventure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I, can I stay at Claire and Alex? <laughs> <laughs> uh, their sheets always smell weird. <laughs> I always think in other people's houses 
But oh, I think yeah, the yeah. thing that, that made me think that there'd be connections in a, in a wider sense, not very specific social clubs, is there'd be things like there'd be a Christmas party for the kids. Yeah. And like some old fella from the club would dress up as Father Christmas. <laughs> Did you have like Christmas activities for a church? Yeah. Yeah. And an old yeah. fella from Manger the church would dress up like Father Christmas. Uh, no, not that I recall, okay. no. But like seaside trips? Was it more people We had seaside trips. Yeah, we had seaside yeah. trips. So it's, just, it's a thing of, it's, it's a, a subculture of community gathering together mm. and in, in this case it happens to be Irish Catholics that was I the... think the Catholic thing is really significant oh, absolutely, yeah, because yeah. when I was growing up I was in a completely a-religious household and I'm not really familiar with the idea of social clubs like I went to brownies in a little hall and I went to uh, Church of Ireland run school where there was nativities and things like that but as a family we never socialised together and I think it's really the undercurrent is religion I think no, but it's also immigration. I was going to say it's also the exile experience. Yeah, yeah. When we moved over here first, that's when I started singing Irish songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. If you're in Ireland, you don't need to yeah. go yeah, to a country and think about Ireland. Very Whereas true. they, they yeah. need that. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's not just like they weren't. They needed that. Yeah. When you saw them singing, there was such yearning in their voices. It was like you know. But also, you know, as as you both know, when we go to parties, it's I used to have been at some of them. It's ninety nine percent Irish people. And that's our form of kind of social club. I don't know how that. I guess it's it's a it's a cultural thing in terms of we're all late twenties, early thirties, thirties, whatever. And whereas back then it would either be, you'd either be a parent or a child, so you mm. have to fit into that kind of social structure. But we have a kind of a different thing, so we socialise outside those clubs, but we still have a kind of a get together. Yeah, very true. So, I did think it was interesting that even moving over in the 21st century mm. you've yeah. still got this strata of friends yeah. who yeah, are yeah, yeah, yeah. your friends from Ireland yeah. that you all see regularly and you do yeah. things that you don't really do with them yes. that's the thing oh, yeah, very true, yeah, yeah. Very true. and they're largely kind of school friends or you know there's a connection from Ireland they're not just Irish so they're not like oh you've met you've met somebody and they just happen to be Irish they're like yeah come on into my fold yeah, but, people that we yeah but there's a knock on effect their friends their friends went on yeah exactly well, and that was a similar experience to the Irish people who moved over in the mm-hmm. 40s and 50s. You know, a couple of people moved over, and then when other people move over, who are you going to stay with? Yeah. You stay with yeah. the people already there, which is why you get you mm-hmm. know, places like Kilburn becoming like, identified mm-hmm. yeah. Irish. Because once yeah, yeah, yeah. a few people move there, other people move there, because that's when yeah. other people, that's when other people. Dawson. Awesome. What's the South London equivalent of Kilburn and Dawson and stuff? See, I'd say, I'd say sort of Peckham and Campbell, yeah. because that's what I know. The that's where, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know... Um, my dad's parents uh, lived in the borough, um, yeah. and then my uncle sort of moved around Bermondsey, so mm-hmm. I've got like, a lot of connections there. And mum's parents were based around the sort of elephant and wharf roads. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I've still got the sort of family around. everywhere, isn't it? I mean, Irish, there's so many people. Yeah. So so, so, yeah, there's so many. It's so sort of uh, yeah. interwoven to the uh, mm. London that's true and that's one of the interesting things that there was so many that there wasn't and now there is again yeah exactly yeah because right. you know. yeah, say in my school you know it's, uh, what 10 years of schooling or whatever it is 12 years of schooling there was no one with an Irish 12 years of school and they put me on a day shift <laughs> there was no one with an Irish accent but there was no yeah. one about in your school there was no one with an Irish accent in my school yeah, yeah, my, my generation were the kids of the people who moved yeah. it's Morrissey so and you had the a lot of friends the... whose parents were Irish yeah I mean yeah. you know uh, at school I, I went to um, a, a Catholic primary school in Campbell uh, that had so many Irish kids I remember um, 
we had to do this project where you had to paint the flags mm. of all the countries that were represented in the classroom. Again, <laughs> yeah. I imagine a very common thing to do. Paint. <laughs> but the thing was, they, to do they, in England, they only not needed... Yeah, not in Ireland. <laughs> well, nowadays, maybe, yeah. But they only needed one uh, flag for each country. Yeah. So, obviously, oh. you've got 20 Irish kids. And you're not going to, you know, you do green, yeah, you yeah. do gold, you don't do nothing in the middle. You 15 are just like... Old. Well, it's actually green, white, and gold, yeah, yeah. but it kind of looks yeah, orange when it's reproduced. As well. They wear orange. They say they're wearing gold. What's that all about? No, but like, if you look, that it's I think goldy official, orange, you know? I mean, I think the you, official colour on the trickler is orange. Yeah, and it's supposed to represent We say uh, green, white, and gold, don't we? They, oh, is well, that what it is? You don't want to be associated with orange yeah. men. Uh, there, there is no. A lot of people say yeah. white that's, that's the sort of. Uh, I think it is avoiding well, yeah, the word orange because of the. But the reason it's on the flag is because of the orange. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it is orange. Yeah, yeah. it is, and that's why it's the so orange is there. It, it's it's the green of yeah, it's the orange. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. peace. Peace. Yeah, space to keep them apart. Yeah, that nice peaceful area in the middle. <laughs> but we had so many Irish kids in mm. my class yeah. that basically we had two Irish kids doing the Irish flag and all the other kids got paired off with other people. So <laughs> me and this kid Carlos are doing the Portuguese flag. No. Like, that to be that's fair, not easy. Exactly. Yeah, that's, not, that's not a one man job, is it? So they got the best man on it, didn't they? Just uh, Steve Burn up him. But yeah, I, I remember doing that, you know, mm. having to work on the Portuguese flag because yeah. there were too many Irish kids just to do the Irish flag. That's amazing. So, when I, so Jack was one of the first South London as I met when I moved here I think yeah, yeah. and I remember having a conversation with you where I was asking how much you learnt about Irish history in school and you and maybe Sarah and a couple of other people in Waterstones were like half a page maybe the so, trouble is I, I only did history for three years but even in that GCC. three years even, did, even that just do I still find that interesting yeah, you just you do, do it's so well. So as an Irish, one or two, as a child so of Irish parents in in the English school system, it must have been strange to kind of not really be learning much about Ireland. Or yeah, did you in the schools you went to? No, I didn't. And that's yeah. saying, I, you know, I went to Catholic schools that had a lot of Irish, but mm. you know, it's a national curriculum. They're all doing the same yeah, thing. Exactly. So, so, and it doesn't make much of a show, does it? It doesn't turn. No, out. it's not. They're not going to tell stories about so themselves and make themselves look bad. I know. I know. It's just such a. <laughs> and the thing is, thing. when it does, when World it does War II, touch the good on war. it, yeah. <laughs> but when it does touch on it, Except it's not dealing with any sort of real issues. It's just sort of talk about how the Irish, the Irish question, is how it's always phrased in English history books. Yeah. The Irish, and it's, it's how it impacts. I mean, even the phrase "the troubles" is yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. 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 We it's... call the Second World War the emergency. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Ireland weren't involved. <laughs> well, we it was tacitly supported uh, the Central Powers. We tacitly support. You know, Amy well, Lerner said things in support of Hitler. Yeah, yeah. well, Mussolini. There's, there's also <laughs> stories. I don't I mean, know no, how much it's a no. myth, but stories of. Uh, Dublin dot workers turning floodlights on to Liverpool and Manchester to help the Luftwaffe find targets. So did you go straight to Waterstones did, when, when I you moved, arrived? Yeah, I babysat um, Stephen's newborn niece for a while. And then I yeah, applied to all the bookshops because I thought it would be a really glamorous way to live my life. And I'd talk about literature all day. Yeah. I would have babysat, by the way, but I was, I was doing no, the No, I was masters. being paid for it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't because she it was wasn't a girl. Free. <laughs> You're a better babysitter. I love the way you leaned into it at point as well. Being very sincere. I just have to get this on the record because I'm not a monster. I went. I got the job at Waterstones because like, Keisha made me get a job, and <laughs> I thought I'll work in a shop. But I thought uh, it'll be less busy than HMV. Yeah, yeah. And it was. 
Except for when Harry Potter was released. That was hellish. Yeah. Oh, the movie's what's what's his name? Speaking of uh, South London Irish, yeah. your man uh, Peter Roach. Peter Roach. Peter Roach. Blackie. All the way from Limerick to uh, Blackie. <laughs> He's, he gave me this Harry Potter, t- uh, Harry Potter t-shirt to wear. Right. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I said refused. And, yeah, he yeah, said I'm a muggle. I'll chuck it in the bin yeah. immediately. Why? Look at the Harry Potter t-shirt, am I? I'm going to say you shouldn't have done that, but when you hear the second part, you'll agree. eBay, isn't it? What are you doing? I am. I'm no. just frightened. Um, no, I just wanted to make a statement too. But I was very drawn towards Vanessa and Peter as Irish people because I just moved here and I, I felt I felt drawn to them in a, in a way that I don't feel like that now when I meet new Irish people. Like I was saying to Stephen earlier, I go up to St. Thomas's Hospital a lot because of my job and every second person I talk to is Irish and now it just doesn't faze me. I'm just yeah. like, oh, there's another human being. Whereas back in 2006, was that it? Um, I would comment on it, you know what I mean? I'd be like, hey, hey, we're both Irish. <laughs> Let's crack some jokes together and now I just don't really comment. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I think it fades. That first rush of being next enough for uh, decent English people now. But a few you don't need a jack at that point. Yeah. No, it's not enough, is just it? Just a few. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there are so many more over now than there was in today. There's an awful lot more here now, yeah. And that's, again, same as the 40s and 50s. Yeah, it's yeah. economic, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was, it was always kind of economic to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. You know, we both came over here for opportunities we wouldn't have, well, I did initially. I would have had the same opportunity at home, I think, actually. Yeah. I, I, when we left first, I went to Brussels for an opportunity I couldn't get in Ireland. But I think now, at this point in my career, I'd have the same opportunities mm. there. But, you know, but probably not being paid as much. With, and that, with, the, with, the, with the lower quality of life, frankly. Oh, definitely. definitely. It definitely shifted after 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. The amount of people started coming over. Yeah. It's incredible. Crazy. Coming over here. Taking our rats <laughs> off a sinking ship. Was it you who said that to me? <laughs> Certainly was. <laughs> Somebody said that to me. You're like, Ireland, rats Sam, off a sinking Ireland ship. Ireland is a nice man. Sounds oh, like, just, just to clarify, <laughs> this, uh, Jack, Jack or Seamus. <laughs> Ireland is a very slowly sinking ship. I would yeah, agree. It is. It is. Yeah, no, it was a colleague who said that to me. A colleague who doesn't call me by my name, he just calls me Irish. Good. So I, pick, I, I answer the phone to him and he goes, Irish? It's ridiculous. Yep. Is he a police officer from No, America he's a support worker in the same place I work. Right. It's ridiculous. I won't name him just in case he listens to South London Hardcore. Probably does. James. <laughs> <laughs> the other social club we go to was the Thomas More Club on Lordship Lane. Yeah. Which I tried to get us access to for the show. Because mm. again, it's been closed for a few years. And um, I knew it would be sort of in a state of show. But I figured if we just like pulled up four chairs around the table, yeah. it'd be fine. It'd be quite nice, quite mm. sort of poignant. Mm. But um, yeah, I rang the priest and uh, they Father. Got... Did you say Father? Never got to that. Just yeah. like, hello. Hello, um, Father. Hello. You, did, you led with hello. No wonder you didn't get it. Should have done it in Latin. You have yeah. Father. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just sort of explained that we want to sit in the room. It was like, no, we've got architects in. They're looking at a change of purpose, I think. So mm. There's a lot of talk on the, um, the East Dulwich Forum, which I sometimes Google. As to, yeah, talk for about. a laugh. No, well, we to, find, to find out things, you know. Yeah, right. best Indian takeaway or whatever. And there's talk of it turning into a cinema, which would be kind of amazing. Right. And, yeah, but, you know. there's talk a lot of things turning into cinema. There is. Cinemas there? are struggling. Yeah. I'm not yeah. feeling that things yeah. aren't going to turn into them. And they're yeah. going to keep badly projecting things in, in packs. Yeah. <laughs> Flats are doing quite well. Yeah. It's quite 
because <laughs> like, I, I read a, a discussion threads on the social and talking about the closure mm. of the Thomas More Club and people were like this is a disgrace it's a loss to the community really? they better be opening something similar and this guy just had to put a post up going it belongs to the Catholic Church they have no responsibility <laughs> to your needs as a community they, their responsibility is very specific and pretty much nailed in their name <laughs> they're going to do what's best for them so and there's the Irish shop just next door to it how long yeah, has that been there? that's been there a, a long a while Has and that, that's an interesting one where you could sort of see not a need for it but you could certainly see something oh, that is, is it, what is it a gift shop? it's certainly no, it's food oh is it like one of those kind of but the thing is it's sort of yeah, yeah exactly. it's like something you can't st- you can't you get something you can't get over here but I think that's, yeah, that's like what give me some uh, relish red lemonade flour shoecrush I remember when I was a kid, like, it would be things like it would be black pudding, it would be soda bread, yeah. Brennan's bread as well, oh, uh, Kimberly biscuits, Kimberly's, I'm, I'm fucking there. The response, the biscuits, the potatoes, red lemonade, red lemonade. That was the first thing. What's red lemonade? Red lemonade is lemonade. Lemonade that's red. It's not though, is it? There is an old. It's orange. It's kind of orangey. It's just it's a fucking it's a pop. But yeah. again, you'd it's have one it things, at every kid's party. It's one of those things you come over because our cultures are so similar, yeah. mm-hmm. and you expect them to be identical. And you move over here, yeah. and you realise there's all these little differences that yeah. you only notice when you you yeah. kind of settle here. And same with kind of phrases and words. You're, you're having a conversation with someone, you say something, and they just kind of look at you. <laughs> oh, sorry, right? Yeah. My dad would quite regularly come into the house with a pack of Kimberleys, like he was bringing back lost treasure. Oh. Kimberleys, like, just hold them up by his head, and they go, "Put the kettle on. I've got Kimberleys." <laughs> that's the best thing about Kimberleys is double Kimberly. Right off the top of one. Right. What is it like uh, a bourbon or something? So no, no it's no, um, no. it's two two layers of ginger biscuit actually, yeah, and then marshmallow biscuit, in the middle, and the whole thing dipped in chocolate. What's in the middle? No, 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 chocolate. no, no, that's that's the darky Kimberly biscuit. Chocolate Kimberleys. No, 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 that's no, 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 that's no, 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 The original no. one was just just Kimberly yeah, gingerbread, <laughs> just uh, marshmallow milk, but then the marshmallow had like sh- uh, sugar. Sugar. Yeah. Only original. No, the marshmallow. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of sugar. Yeah. Just yeah. like the chocolate ones are way nicer. But, so there was. <laughs> there was, <laughs> there was okay, but did no one bring any along? No. Yeah, they're not actually. Sure. I mean, they were nice when I was young because they were a treat. Yeah, gin, I'm not a fan of ginger biscuits. I'll probably give it a minute. The ginger is not strong. If any listeners want to maybe drop some into Steve at Gosh. No, but just as important as Kimberly's and Ricardo. Ricardo, exactly. Ricardo with the line of. You could eat one one one. With coconut on it. Yeah, And jam in the centre. Yeah. Kimberly's and Ricardo's, treat. They were the treats in 1980s Ireland. But as you say, it was very much a staple of. Potatoes, Kimberleys, red lemonade. Yes. Kids' parties, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That absolutely. Was, you know, yeah. It's cocktail sausages. But interestingly, you know, even as kids growing up in Irish families, we never had those things. Oh, really? We never, yeah. it, was, it was never, because they weren't, you know, they weren't. You're not important in You're not going to import them just no. We knew about the Irish shop, you're not going to a special shop. Yeah, you can yeah, get yeah. lemonade crisps and other biscuits. Well, did you ever yeah. go to that shop as a kid? Yeah, I've been there for a long time. We, we lived on Lord Chilangeport. That's where my dad would come okay. in with the kimberly uh, well, yeah. And I think another thing that they had that been very important in, earlier on would have been the newspapers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and particularly. Yeah. We can get them nowadays in a lot of But the, the thing is, I think with the newspapers, a lot of it was people buying their sort of local newspapers from their county mm. and just checking the obituaries. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, of course. Unless you get a you know, yeah. find out about you know yeah, yeah, yeah. distant relatives or but mm-hmm. now it's obviously with the internet, you know, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. I, I know of, of people who go on 
online justifying just to look at the, oh, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. older people are obsessed though yeah, yeah. Really I'm, I'm my uh, auntie it's it's crazy isn't it when you get to the point where you're checking obituaries it's crazy there is there's something in the Irish psyche that is there is yeah yeah very obsessed once you get over about 50 they're all just like yeah and it is it's a very Irish thing they're all sort of it is though I'm sure you're a man with it as well well, the thing about my mum that she always said, she was raised in the Church of Ireland and then left all religion. And she always said, you know what, if you grow up and live your life with no religion, you don't get births, you don't get marriages, and you don't get deaths. You know, you're outside the loop. Yeah, so yeah. she isn't sitting reading the obituaries because actually she feels a bit weird in the Catholic Church. Mm. She's obsessed with Catholicism though. She thinks the pomp and circumstance is so exciting. She's just like, the velvet curtains, it's so rich, it's such a rich culture. But that's because she wasn't in it being hit by nuns, you know, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> she thinks it was wonderful. But yeah, yeah, so she doesn't get that so yeah. that's an interesting that's point Stephen, Where's your have, you, have you ever been hit by a nun? Oh. not hit by a nun no Priest? No, no, it wasn't quite priest. Okay. Yeah. You were slapped on the hand by the ruler, by the priest, weren't you? It was happening when I was there, but it was it phasing much. it out. Like there was one time I was having Catholic brothers. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Never been told so. No, no, same here. But they, when I was, um, well, you're a few years older than me. So when yeah. I was. Um, I think nine or ten, they officially made it illegal. Um, so what was that? People. Very early nineties, nineteen ninety one. Illegal for nuns to hit people. I was like, really specific legislation. They're not going to go. Uh, no capital. No capital, capital punishment, punishment in schools. Corporal punishment. Corporal punishment. Capital punishment was uh, <laughs> five years before. They were like, no more executions <laughs> in the playgrounds. Well, it was illegal to be gay in Ireland until 1996. Yep. No buggery. Even nowadays, you go back. It, you know, it's, it's, it's just a much the smaller young Irish country. women are yeah. much, much, much. They're terrified in a different way of getting pregnant. You know, because yeah. you yeah. have to have about seven, eight hundred euro if you're going to do it without your parents knowing. If you're going to go get an abortion, you've got to have a shitload of money. You know. Yeah. So it's different. It all affects your psyche so much. Oh, definitely. There was yeah. no condoms until kind of mid 90s, wasn't it? They were all yeah. going up on the train to the north. There was no pasta. Loads of my friends. I remember my first time on the train to the north to get condoms. There was no pasta. Did you pasta when you were a kid? Uh, yes. Did you? I think yeah. so. Spaghetti like? I did, Mum, the oldest here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, did. we had spaghetti, really? all right, but... No, no not no, like a tin of mines. I mean, we had like... But like, you know, penne pasta, you wouldn't have that in the world. No, that was around... It wasn't around. Things like hummus. <laughs> no, people did. Hummus, yeah, hummus, I mean, things have changed a lot yeah. even in the in last here, yeah. 10, 15 yeah. years. Yeah. 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 Everywhere has been kind of gentrified, yeah. because yeah. yeah. you know. But a lot of what people said when the Celtic Tiger first hit, you'd hear a lot of people saying, "All oh, these fucking cappuccinos, they're just yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cappuccinos and paninis. What are these paninis? Helicopters as well. Italy is like the Catholic thing. You don't have you don't have Italian. We had Italians coming over, but they'd all run takeaways. Silvio's like chips and burgers. Fish and chips. Yeah. Yeah. You would have thought about Roman Catholic, right? But we've never had spaghetti. It's not, <laughs> we did have spaghetti. That was the one thing we did have. Did actually. we have spaghetti? I didn't have that. Oh, right. which I, like was I didn't like it. I read the tweets, <laughs> so I never could eat spaghetti anyway. But oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the substance they're talking about. <laughs> right, so we got another Guinness in, didn't we? Just a little one. I got an orange. Yeah. I've got a bitter lemon. Big People fan. say with Guinness that if you drink down to blow the harp, you'll start to like it. But I think you tried once and you still hate it. Didn't you, Stephen? I don't know. I think I just I like really fizzy drinks, so I don't like ale and I don't like mm. stout. Have a sip, Jack. It smells terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you told me as well it gets you a very specific kind of drunk. Then you, then you did a noise. Then you did a noise. Did I do a noise? Yeah, kind of Larry. And also I think. You, Larry. 
<laughs> never. But the main thing about Guinness is the next morning, I think, on the toilet. Jack, listeners, dear listeners, Jack is distracted by the football on the telly. Not, you can't even see, you can see a reflection of it in the mirror. The, when's the, the hurling? When are the hurling on this? Well, this is the thing. The, the, the White Horse is one of the few places where you can watch uh, Gaelic football in the hurling. They do show uh, the game. So, yeah. On a Sunday afternoon, you get my uncles and cousins mm. down here to watch. Again, Gar. he's much more Irish than we are, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I consciously rejected Gar when I was younger. <laughs> my, my relatives are much more Irish than you. Or something. You're quite Gar. Gar. Yeah, yeah. Gar. I didn't realise that. No? No. Oh, there you go. You're much more Irish than you. Yeah, that's what everybody's I thought you might be. You're going to the Gar. Yeah. You're going down to the Gar. Oh, it's a great fucking match. Fucking hell. You're back to the Gar. You're back to the Gar. He's the Thomas More Club was more of a musical place. They had a mm. house band called Silver Sands, which was basically these middle-aged Irish fellas mm. who would play sort of standards, mm. classics. Mm. When I was a kid, though, I didn't understand that. And yeah. uh, at one point, I went up and got their autograph. I haven't got it now. <laughs> but, like, no one, hey, Jim song is amazing. No one stopped me. Well, they should have really. And they gave it to you. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Of course, it gave it to me. What they've been practicing, they've been waiting this whole, this yeah. their entire lives. Like, that's a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful moment, but like, I don't want to be the butt of that. Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, you know, I'm trying to think where would it be if I kept it. But I imagine as a teenager, I've sort of found it and gone brains. They made me look foolish and sort of <laughs> chucked it away. There was also. Um, a tradition down there of doing the Siege of Ennis. I don't know if that's a thing you The Siege of Ennis. That, I'm glad you said that because as a kid, Did you know me, it's always the Siege of Venice. No, Ennis <laughs> And that's the thing, like, when, and I never questioned it again. They'd be like, you got to go up and do the Siege of Ennis. And I'd be like, oh, the Siege of Venice. And I was like, why are we even doing this thing about Italy? But obviously now as an adult, I realise it's the Siege of Ennis, <laughs> which is a place that makes more so sense. It? It's um, a dance. Yeah. Where but basically, I don't know what the actual structure of it is, but mm. down the Thomas Moore Club, the structure of the young boys would be lined up on one side. Of the yeah, room. that sounds Irish. And yeah. then middle-aged women oh, that's now, on no, the other no. side of the room. <laughs> and then you'd approach each other and they just grab you and just throw you around. Okay. And you're supposed to be sort of like knowing what you're doing, but there's no way of knowing what you're doing. So, you so it, wasn't, it wasn't set dancing? It, wasn't it was, like, but we had no, no one told us what the set was. So we just okay. sort of like get picked up. No one was calling out the moves. They no, weren't saying... No, no, yeah, sorry. Trasna, yeah. what is it? Tras on Boher. Because I went to Irish college and you had to do loads of set dancing. And right. all the commands would be barked out in Irish, actually. <laughs> that would have been some help to us, I'm sure. But. Yeah, okay. But so yeah. it's just middle-aged women throwing you around. Yeah, and uh, it, it, you know... <laughs> When you're a kid, it'd be sort of like, come on, Siege of Venice. Like, I don't want to do the Siege of Venice. But you'd have to do the Siege of Venice. And just get dragged on place. You know, good memories as well. That yeah. Frogger. That's hilarious. It was great, the Thomas Moore Club. Frogger? Yeah, it was a video game. Oh. Frog. But did that social clubs have value about it? Many of them that are... Well, again, another place we were talking to about recording, possibly, was uh, the Liberal Club in Peckham on, okay. Elm, on Elm Grove, which my aunt and uncle used to be members of. But it's not an Irish social club. Mm. That's the thing. So it's a place to mother. Yeah. But you do see, or you do see them. Like I remember when we moved over first, I'd see them around. I kind of go, oh, I get a pang, you know, Irish social club or whatever. So yeah. I don't mean any social clubs, Irish or non-Irish. Well, not any, but there were much less 
Yeah, they've suffered in the same way that pubs have suffered. Knock it down, build some flats. It's just different ways of people getting together, isn't it? It's different communities nowadays. Yeah, and Latin is just so precious. There's less need as well. You know, when the Irish people moved over in the 40s and 50s, the idea of going to an English pub on a Saturday just wouldn't have happened at all. So they had to find places to go. So it was either the church run social club, pubs that you know would eventually become owned by Irish people and friendly. Or just drinking at home. Yeah. And it was a way for them to meet people. Nowadays, it's different yeah. links, social media, etc. So yeah, exactly. That was a hub for you to go to and experience yes. your, your Irishness, you know, with yeah. people. I think the most kind of because I've been working for the last two, two or three years in a homeless shelter, and the most kind of heart wrenching, kind of filled with melancholy people I come across are people, the Irish people who moved here in kind of probably late seventies, early eighties. Um, when they find out that you're Irish, it's like their eyes practically fill with tears. It's just. It's so a tell a story that works too, because it's some amazing. What kind of what story? Tell me about it. Like, the people who've never been home. Mention them sorry, by name for the people who haven't been home. Well, a lot of people, yeah. I mean, it's just massive family estrangement. Basically, it's the kind of the, it's the it's the knife edge of being an expat. They came here, looked for work, couldn't find enough work as labourers, and then what? <laughs> Immigrant. You know, no, I know, but they do it. It's like the media, isn't it? Mm. British people are expats. Everyone else. Oh, sorry. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, And then fell on alcohol, which is happening kind of more and more to the Polish community now. You see it happening an awful lot. Well, the Polish community, a lot of parallels with the Irish. Huge amounts. Filling the Catholic churches, Mm. opening specialist shops. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And as you say, you know, uh, having a bit of a, a flare in terms of. Employment at start that will mm. flicker out, and, and then, then it flickers out. Yeah, you know, and then the, you know, it's impossible to go home. And even though it's just over the water, so many of them just won't go home. They just won't acknowledge it. And yeah, it's just it's awful. I mean, was it the one who was trying to get back in touch with his relations in Ireland, and it wasn't. I mean, that happens all the time. Yeah. Then people don't want to know because they were an abusive parent or something, or had a substance misuse issue before they even left. And but I think the the social club, the Irish social clubs. If 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 I could bring five of those people that I know into one of them and let them sit there for the day, they'd be so filled with yeah. such joy. You know what I mean? It would mean so much to them. Um, obviously, I'm not going to. You know, it's, well, you <laughs> I haven't done that they clearly. Do, they, but, they don't exist. but they don't they don't exist enough. You and don't it's have really, that face. It's so. very difficult to link in. Like you say, it's not really on the internet. It's not really kind of known. Like, I don't know all these places that are a peck of even bringing them down here, knowing that this is an Irish pub. It's not obvious from the outside. No. You, know I mean? you kind of have to be in the know. Yeah. And it's really, it's really heartbreaking, I think, to see somebody who's an, an, an thing expat. thing is, I think if they're an alcoholic, they probably know where the Irish pubs are. No, they wouldn't, though. No, because <laughs> no? full-blown alcoholics buy the cheapest, highest yeah, percentage stuff you can from the, from the shop, and they drink it on the street or in their room. They don't go to pubs. They laugh in your face if you suggest going to a pub. They're like, pay four quid for a bind. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they pay like 90p for a can. Fucking. Amazing. Now Jack's tempted. <laughs> um, I'll just zip through a few pubs. Moving from the borough um, up to Camberwell. All of whom are gone or transformed now. Um, the Roebuck in the Borough, which is essentially, you know, keeps the joint now, isn't it? Yeah, they've got a weekly poetry evening. <laughs> I'm only laughing at Jack's facial expression when he yeah. said that. Not at poetry as a concept. 
Uh, the King Ted and the Wharf Roads, where you know I had my 18th birthday. It's a betting shop now. Silver Buckwing, Camboy Greens, the Tiger again, completely transformed oh, into the Tiger. Oh, really? Yeah, we've gone there a few times. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. and yeah, proper old. The King's Head is the only pub I've ever been in where some the barman's come up and said you're going to have to buy another drink if you want to keep watching the football. <laughs> so good riddance to it. <laughs> The Stirling Castle on Campbell Church Street. Mm-hmm. First place, I ever saw Satanta. And it was Satanta, not when it was an option on the Digibox. Yeah. It was Satanta when it was, you'd ring up these guys and they'd bring along a screen that they'd erect in the pub and a projector and a big long cable that they, they would let, then tap into uh, their cable stream. <laughs> the Artichoke and Artichoke Place. Which is called the Stormbird now. Okay. Which seems oh, the Stormbird, odd. yeah, that's where we were at Dom the other week. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's very yeah. fancy. But, and that's the thing, it, the, 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 the street is on called Artichoke Place. Mm. And they've renamed yeah, yeah, the no, Artichoke. Artichoke Place is hilarious. Yeah, but the yeah. pub was called the Artichoke, and you'd yeah. assume that's where. And they've gone for Stormbird. Yeah. <laughs> what did we get there? We got a tray of. Uh, like uh, bar, bar person's kind of, choice yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, 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 little. see my uh, abiding memory two abiding memories from the artichoke one um, had, uh, it was like it would have been 1981 1982 and they had uh, Ghost Town by the Specialist in the jukebox and I used to like just constantly haranguing my dad for 10p so I could listen to it again so I was obsessed by this song I'd have been like 7 and I've never heard anything like it. Oh, it's, it's incredible. Just, yeah, it's remarkable. It's still, it still has that pair of But I was just like, yeah, obsessed by it. Um, <laughs> and also, this was when pubs used to close in the afternoon on Sundays. Mm. That was uh, an old thing. And also, I don't think kids were allowed in pubs. At one point, we raided mm. on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, so uh, I had to hide in this cupboard. Did you? Like mops and stuff. <laughs> they were like, don't make any noise. And I was like, I won't. And I was like, we'll go, come get you in a bit. And I was like, okay. So I just roll with it, innit? <laughs> There's a pub called Kelly's on Peckham Road, uh, which is gone completely mm-hmm. now. Yeah, my dad used to run their football team for years, so like, every Sunday morning we'd meet everyone there, mm. drive to, you know, Clapham Common over, play a football match, yeah. and then come back and spend the afternoon. And again, this is before there's football on telly. But I used to get a Transformers comic from News Agent next door. That was my nice. Sunday. It was great. Very good. Perfect. Um, there is uh, an Irish pub that's open recently. Patrick's in Crystal Palace I don't know if you've been there no what's the really really rough Irish pub in Crystal Palace Patrick's oh I've been there then Um, I went there in an emergency once I was moved on from the other pub not for being rowdy they they wanted I'd ordered a roast dinner eating it by the time the match started and they were like we need the table it was outrageous so we went to this Patrick's instead and it was a bit (laughs) grimy they opened about five years ago and it's this called about Patrick's and they're trying to like tap into the idea of an Irish pub mm. and to do that mm. on the wall they've got their vision of what Irish luminaries are okay. so there's like a picture of Bono there's a picture of like the cast and crew of Father Ted oh, oh nice that's, that's a good one and there's a picture of uh, a leprechaun mooning yeah and you're like I know that one this isn't, isn't this isn't my, this isn't necessarily my culture necessarily in its entirety you know I don't know a leprechaun and Father Ted yeah <laughs> Father Ted is a lot of my culture yeah, yeah. <laughs> Father Ted was huge Steve wasn't it Massive. it was over here as well massive yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it was Channel 4. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't no, but I mean, it was like... Oh, right, right. I don't think it was... Well, the, no, it was filmed on it, but it wasn't... The overhead uh, was, shots... No, I think the interiors were filmed over here. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Right, it's it's pretty pretty our, our initiator, we're the smallest hour in the world. It was Steve Coogan and all those production companies, wasn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. Baby calf. Yeah. Baby calf. Yeah. Well, and they didn't make a baby calf. Alright. <laughs> I was starting to cut that, Steve. <laughs> but did that, uh, did that give you like an Irish pride going to, I was going to say school, but you maybe would have been just out of school, wouldn't you? I was at school. What, watching Father Ted? No, but that's yeah, going to like, easily be ridiculed like, by kids, though, you know? Yeah. The oh, weird, the weird Irish people. Which way did it go? No, I, I, I enjoyed it. Because people loved it. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. He's got a new sitcom starting tonight yeah. on Channel 4. Does he? Walshers. Yeah, it's yeah. only a three-parter. Yeah, it's already on BBC. Oh. But it's called The Walshers. I'm skeptical about that. I know that. I'm skeptical about that. Me too. I had no idea until this morning that he existed. You know how far I've had? You don't like Father Ted? No, like this character's stupid. Let's do a load of jokes about that. No, no yeah, but I right. think it's the Irish stupid joke done really, really well because yeah. Dougal is stupid in a really genuinely funny way, and he's the only really People stupid person. For, um, and then you know, um, I was referring to him specifically. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, were you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Father Ted is kind of thick as well, but he's thick because of his arrogance. He's not yeah. stupid yeah, because yeah, he's intellectually yeah, yeah, yeah. stupid. No, he's I just to Dougal. Father Ted's quite yeah. interesting. Where because like, and this is where we can talk about London Irish mm. because Father yeah. Ted's interesting. Oh, yeah. uh, they're all. Can we talk about Mrs. Brown's voice? Oh yeah. Because the thing about Father Ted was you had the stock characters so you had Mrs. Dole and you had uh, and, yeah. Yeah, and they, they'd all have their catchphrases and do their thing but the heart of it was Ted yeah. and the performance uh, yeah. was much more sophisticated than everyone else's exactly. everyone yeah. else was giving him very much a one note performance doing doing their thing very well mm. but his thing was he would he would be stupid but he'd also be clever and yeah. he'd be angry and he'd be happy he'd do the whole range of whereas my problem with comedy is mm. or bad comedy mm. they just have characters be in one thing yeah, yeah. they put the character in a situation yeah and, and then they, they just do their thing they yeah. never, their response never changes you sort mm-hmm. of go yeah. they would do that because that's what they do yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was the thing watching London Irish I was like right so you've got a stupid one an angry one another stupid one and the normal one who's also a bit stupid yeah and they don't really do anything else apart from what, what is London Irish tell us yeah, so it's four a Northern Irish mistake. people who have moved over to Catholics. London, all early 20s. Are they all, yeah, they, they, they immediately identify as Catholic. One was 36. No, 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 but in the show, no, I, I believe they're funny. supposed to be kind of. Well, maybe early to mid 20s, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah young whatever. people. Um, childless young people. Um, childless. <laughs> <laughs> Barren. Is that what They've moved over. They don't. One of them, two of them, work in a bar. It's not clear what what jobs the others do. Well, we've only watched two episodes. So. We watched the first and the last of six. It's on Channel Four. Um, I don't think there's going to be a second series. And interestingly, um, in order to find out where they were all from, we were googling a little bit just to see if they were doing accents or if they were from the north. Because I main, you could hear it. In, in a yeah, couple of them. a couple of them are from Dublin. And the main guy, um, there's an interview with something, um, and he's talking about it, and he says, "Oh yeah, you know, I think it's a lot about Lisa, who's the writer, Lisa Deeson, I think her McGee. name is, Lisa McGee." Um, and it's about her experiences and then he says you know a lot of it does happen when the characters are drunk but it's not about the, it's not about the drink it's not about them being drunk it's not about the drinking culture of Ireland you know it's about these characters being put in really interesting and funny situations <laughs> and then you go and watch the episode and Maybe every single punchline is alcohol yeah. every single well, the opening one. scene is them discussing the nature yeah. of drunkenness between the English and Irish people yeah. and I was like so this is like it a triple have, bluff yeah. where you're like, oh, they yeah. expect us to talk about drink, yeah. so we should, but they're not expecting us not to. But there's not so an intelligent we, line between no, them. It's like, just there's nothing so interesting. No, I disagree. You could the, talk interestingly the, about alcohol. The start of the open episode actually has a scene where they try and interrogate cultural meaning mm-hmm. for for a, for a you know a, a desperate you know uh, low rent show like that to open with a scene about 
what is Irishness, what is Englishness, how do we engage with drink? It wasn't incredibly sophisticated, but it was like they were thinking about meaning and they were thinking about wider questions. It was like, okay. I think you're awarding that a huge... No, I think you're awarding... No, but it explicitly opens with a scene where they debate different cultural... (laughs) No, 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 because it's about cultural meanings and cultural identities. And it wasn't wasn't interesting, but it was... Is what it was, you know. Well, I suppose it was the very, 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 very poor cousin of the weir that we went to see the yeah. Alan McPherson yeah, yeah, yeah. play, which is yeah. set in an Irish bar, and it, they talk about a bar in Ireland. They talk Irish about bar. Irish people drinking. You know, it, it yeah. comes up, doesn't it, in the weir? So, but it's the I very, think they very poor cousin of that. I, I mean, think they could have had that opening you know. scene establishing that they were Irish and that they drank a lot without mm-hmm. having that little bit of debate in there. And I don't know. I don't think it's that bad that show. I think I don't think you can make any judgment about any TV show, especially a comedy. Do you watch eight or nine episodes? Most of the comedies I absolutely love, eight or nine episodes fully before I even started liking them. So we've watched two episodes of it. And I thought they were perfectly pleasant. Really? Yeah, it was fine. Is it set in South London? No, I don't. I couldn't spot. It's not explicit. One of the weird things about it, there's no significant (laughs) markers really of London. I was trying to spot like a bus in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you said you spotted something in the first episode. What I spotted, and it was just like watching the first episodes, uh, and I didn't go back, and I never will. Uh, I I can see what you mean. There might be something in it, but life's literally too short for me to give that another minute. Oh no, I'm not going to watch it. In reference to the duration. (laughs) <laughs> but watching uh, the episode just as it finished and the credits rolled they rolled very quickly mm-hmm. and I was just like I think staring at the screen in disbelief of what I'd just seen <laughs> and uh, my name flashed past and I was like what? and I thought I was hallucinating so uh, <laughs> with thanks to Sir Long and but yeah one of the electricians working on the show was Steve Walsh ah. so I just want to uh, get it on the record now it wasn't yeah. me <laughs> I'm nothing not to do with London <laughs> Irish <laughs> not, not guilty <laughs> Yeah, no, but the fact that it's called London Irish means nothing. It's not, it's not specific. It doesn't talk about the experience of being Do you know what I think is interesting about it as well? Is that <laughs> Jack, we've made Jack weep. No, I'm just so I'm tired. Are you right. I just had a little wave of tiredness. That's right. You Jack's playing a blind in this week. You're talking about this show. <laughs> yeah. I think the fans are going to be really disappointed because you're not saying anything, Jack. No, they're used to it. <laughs> when you say fans, He's saying plenty. He just doesn't watch the show. So. Yeah, yeah. I'll no, just say no. one thing very quickly about it. That it it, seemed, it it tapped into something interesting that you often see, right? Mm. Do you know when? Uh, well, loud do. You know? Okay, I'm sure. Well, because it's no. So do you know when a white comedian would say, "Tell jokes about black people," right? You're going to have to enunciate and go closer to the. Do you moment. know when a white comedian? No, I'm right, using a really yeah. simple example. When a white comedian hypothetically says a joke about black or about the black community, yeah. Yeah. often the black community will love it because they're talking about it. Now, I'm not saying a really abusive kind of like black people yeah. stupid. I mean. I'm, Something more general because they like be- seeing themselves somehow. They don't like the kind of suppress the liberal thing of oh no no I don't see color blah blah blah. They like seeing themselves. The London Irish show, even though it's you know not incredibly insightful or sophisticated, I saw myself to a certain degree. I saw a struggle over who I am and where I am. I saw that with the characters in the last episode we watched. It's yeah. all about different notions of Irishness: Catholic, Protestant, wearing the English jersey. Um, yeah. All that sort of stuff. So I saw myself, even though I didn't think it was doing it incredibly well, mm. you know, I saw something of myself. And you often find that with culture. The people that you think things are making fun of, they're the ones that actually, no, no, no we see ourselves a little bit in that. <laughs> well, Mrs. Brown's Boys is a really exactly, good example yeah. of that. A lot of the people in my family, a lot of my social circle, absolutely love it. Yeah. Adore it. Even in your social my circle. My father, who's a, who works in RTU, as you know, you mentioned RTU. RTU, yeah. 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 RTU. Um, you know, who has a very, what you, what you would say, objectively, is quite a sophisticated culture 
Imperial Palace is obsessed with it. Loves it. Yeah, those Every two things do seem in Congress. Loves the kind of pantomime, <laughs> loves the pantomime element of it, loves the Irishness of it, just loves the over-the-topness, loves the fact that it breaks the fourth wall all the time and kind of goes into the audience and acknowledges that it's all ridiculous and everybody corpses and, yeah, he just it goes wild for mm. it. A lot of people do. And then on the other side, you kind of love it or you hate it, don't you? Then you have some Irish people who are just so appalled yeah. that it exists. Embarrassed They're by it. They're sickened by it. Like. But I think this is quite interesting in terms of different mm. Irish identities in that I mm. grew up in an Irish household of Irish descent. But I don't have that response mm. to those shows. Mm-hmm. Like when I watch, for instance, Brownsburg, I'm like, and like London Irish, as you say, you, you can identify things in it where I'm like, I can't because I didn't move mm. over like yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah. for me, it was just sort of like, I'm just judging it on what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And similarly with Father Ted, when you were saying, like, were you offended by it? No, because I'm not Irish in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I wonder, sort of by the same token, did you love it as much as we did? Because I love Father Ted. I love Father like, Ted, yeah, but I, yeah. I just loved it as a really good comedy show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. People, um, do you think people think of you as Irish, Stephen? No. I don't mean people as a judgment. It's just like I could, like you know, like I don't mean like oh, do these Irish people who are born in Ireland think of Steve as Irish? No. I mean like you know, not that. Like no. say that like when you're at school and like you know, no, no one would think of me as Irish. No, like I still, I, I you still don't think of me as Irish. I don't really, no. no, no. You don't. Yeah, but That's I think fine. of you as more Irish than Jack. Well, yeah, yeah, well, he is that, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm more Jamaican But you wouldn't think of me as Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, I would think uh, of you as kind yeah. of the, the Irishest you I, can I, get I don't say I'm of Irish I say I'm of Irish descent. That's true. Don't have a separate conversation. No, that won't work. You're just obsessed with Jack's ethnicity. is five eight. We've done the maths. I have. I'm obsessed with no, yeah. but I would think Steve is the most Irish you can be without being born there. Oh, listen, it's all it's all a fucking it's all a shadow play. It's, it's nonsense. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not uh, nationalistic yeah. in any sense of the words. I think everyone has a complicated relationship to their own national identity. If they don't, yeah. there's something wrong with them. Yeah. Whereas well, you know, the Welsh race in terms of Irish culture it was mm. it was the siege of Ennis and people singing mm. in yeah. the pub and whatnot. So it's nothing direct. It seems happening around me. Mm. And if I was involved, I didn't know what. I literally, you know, the siege of Ennis is a very good mm. metaphor for my relationship with Irishness. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Do this start I don't know what it stance is. <laughs> well, it's all right. We'll drag you around and put you down after. And I go. I guess that was me being Irish. Yeah. And you know, similarly, very close to where we are now. Um, for years, there was uh, the Irish Festival on oh, Mackenzie yeah. Park, where you know we'd go there. And you'd, you know, you'd meet up with friends and family, and they'd have mm. stalls for all the counties, and they'd have uh, food, and mm. they'd have, uh, you know, some hurling on or some Gaelic football. And I'd sort of go through it, but I'd never feel a connection to the things mm. that are happening around me. But I liked seeing it. it was not, and it was, but more important, it was nice sort of seeing it just gave context to my family hanging out. Yeah. That was it more than anything yeah. else. Yeah. They stopped doing the Irish Festival mm. on Back and Ride Park because the last one apparently cost the council £52,000. Which I'm not too sure how uh, you would do that. Someone's... No, things cost money, don't they? Yeah, but, you know, it wasn't free. They had to yeah, like, buy imagine, stuff. How much do you think the Nottingham Carnival costs? Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently the Irish one Festival man. has been folded into the Burgess Park Festival, which is sort of more Carnival del Pueblo. Yeah. <laughs> Burgess Park, is that the one in New Cross? No. No, Burgess Park on uh, uh, Wolf. Down Wolf. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Going back to Irish bars, though, isn't there an Irish bar in the old Kent Road? Carrab. Real. Carrab bar. That looks yes. Awesome. Yeah, I've never been inside. I always want to go I don't by. Think we go should by go, go in there. Stuff. The Carrab bar, it and it's all really painted green, and there's a shamrock outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like an Irish bar. I think it looks like a raffle. As a kid, yeah, looks like a raffle. It definitely does. 
There's one in Campbell Green. Um, looking about why the Irish Festival stopped mm. and getting the £52,000 thing, I was just going through this internet message boards and um, someone was like, oh, it's a shame there's not going to be one this year. And the comment he said, uh, but what have the Irish ever given us? Potatoes, Guinness and terror. And terror? And I suppose making this... Well, there's actually a really um, popular viral video going around at the moment because the St. Patrick's is obviously coming up in a few days called Ireland Inspires. Today, when this episode goes on. <laughs> yeah. It's playing Space and Time. Right now. Um, it's called Ireland Inspires and it's all I've over my this. Facebook wall. Yeah, I actually didn't too. watch it yet. It's yeah. a tourist board no, thing. It's a tourist board thing, but I've got, I've got friends of mine who are Irish who are saying I, I was crying when I watched this. Yeah. It's so empowering, emotional. I've got cousins so putting up going proud to be Irish. Where is it? Like a bit of folk music, and they're just like. I'd say it's probably something like literary history, maybe sweeping vistas, yeah, some vistas. No, but I think it's it's, it's Ireland, (laughs) where you come to settle down. Ireland, (laughs) where you come for some peace and quiet. (laughs) No, it won't be that. It'll be more like the crack is mighty. But all very gentle. Yeah. No you, so you haven't watched it, have you? No, watched? I haven't. Shit, I will at some point. Yeah, yeah I didn't think of that. Yeah. Idiots. But I'm just interested in the response from my Irish friends on Facebook. They're so happy. They're so joyful yes. about it. And it's kind of like, wow, we're not just going to be the butt of alcoholic and stupid jokes. There's this video and it's going all over the world. And, and these sophisticated like, people. No comments. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> we, in response to the question, are these sophisticated people? The answer is no comment. You're not going to put a name on that, are you? Uh, no, these are people I'm not meant to call sophisticated. Let me list them out for you. Yeah. Some of them are not people whose opinion I would yeah, trust. Yeah, I, mean, I guess well, it's the same people that put a picture up on a bulldog. That's all we're asking you to do. Just divide your friends up. But that, into... but that, that, doesn't, that doesn't replace or displace the whole alcohol thing. That's just a, another side of it. It's yeah. a double bind of artificial nonsense. Yeah, like. exactly. Yeah. There's a South London Irish Centre, which I, again I never knew until mm. I did research for the It's in Wimbledon. Okay. I didn't come across it in any of our wonders. No. I was looking at a list of activities they've got coming up over next month mm-hmm. country dancing, yeah. bingo, pool, darts, line dancing, conga with a K. You ever heard of this? Conga with a K? Apparently, it's a blend of boxing, kickboxing, cardio, pop, rock, Disco and Pilates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you define those things. Buildings, pencils, uh, flowers, and glasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds fascinating. I don't know how Irish it is. No. Exactly. But uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, we're a cosmopolitan country now. So yeah, yeah well, cosmopolitan. <laughs> They've also got an Irish support and advisory service, and they do Irish dance as well. What's yeah. the West Side? Uh, phone the Irish. Irish. Um, I didn't get any. Google it. Google South London Irish. That's what I did. It comes up. (laughs) Yeah, for your Congonese, isn't it? (laughs) Congo with the Kardashian, not with a T. This is it, Congo. When I I grew up, it was just uh, hold the hips of the person in front and follow them. It's a lot more sophisticated now. Cardio, rock, Pilates. (laughs) One thing that still exists is. um, advisory services for Irish travellers that, that gets a tiny 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 scraping of funding 
still in London. I think there's one woman who helps <laughs> eight boroughs worth of really? Irish travellers. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. She was at a, she was at a conference. Is that what the British people know travellers means? Um, well, I think. Well, do you Is know what travellers mean? Probably. I do, but I mean, but obviously there's different segments. Of course, there's Irish travellers and there's Roma gypsies. No, but you know, we mean like gypsies. The B. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all were on the same Sorry, I didn't know a traveller was a. Mm. Yeah, it's not a traveller advisory service. It's no. not, you know. <laughs> we found the cheapest flight, but it's mostly the fastest. <laughs> Thanks. Because <laughs> we're Irish travellers as well, aren't we? Mm, in in a, a sense, yeah. yeah. We're straying into Dr. Territory there, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember. Clarifying for the audience? Growing up, my nan lived on um, Flatshire stuff, Rodney Road. Around and um, there was a big car park, mm. and he had Irish travellers there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But oh, I don't, yeah, right. oh, do you remember that as well? Yeah. They were there Possibly. for long enough that you yeah, would have gone around the back of Rodney Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was about. a big old settlement. It was really yeah. the whole car nursery park. road. Yeah. Isn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they were there for ages, but you know, couldn't get rid of. Them. I think now they did. They did, <laughs> didn't they? Possibly in terms of like building and redevelopment. You don't really get, you, there are, you know, I know of Irish travellers who live in South London, London. but I, I, I only know of Irish travellers that are sort of settled. Yeah, yeah who absolutely. Of... Who would still identify as, as Oh, travelers. absolutely. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a little settlement um, down near where I lived, down in Cherryfield. Yeah. And they, yeah, I think because the culture was they would literally move. Until they started setting up holding sites. There's a lot of disruption as well, though. I mean, no, I know, but do not want they them. tried to bring, yeah. they tried to, um, they tried to kind of establish yeah. these holding sites as places where they could actually stay, and yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than them having them go around and yeah. upsetting all the fucking bourgeois people. One of the last kind of <laughs> taboo ghettoized cultures, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so um, oh, disenfranchised yeah. and just yeah. unsupported. It's devastating. Oh, they were great, and one of the last, well, there was one that was about three months, um, where a guy from the Alden site came up to, to all of us and hung around with us. Johnny! Yeah. And uh, our parents stopped, not my parents, but parents Did on they? the road stopped it. Yeah. Because uh, he was a traveller. Yeah. And he was seen as, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so in Ireland, it's the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Even more so. Even more so. It's apartheid. It's yeah, no, it really is. There is. There's, yeah. there's, there's pubs that won't serve it. No, no. I like, there know, are places A bike will get robbed from your house or something, or a bike will get robbed yeah. from you, like, where you, you know, it's oh, knackers. It's knackers. 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 That's what you call them, yeah, and they'd well, stand, uh, like, in my, in my local town, they'd stand outside the newsagent and ask you to get them a pint of milk because they wouldn't be Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't be served, yeah. Down the shop near us, same thing. What happens? Yeah. Unbelievable. And, like, they, you know... What's uh, your parents' attitude towards them, Steve? Mom's... Uh, your parents, Steve's parents live in Castle Bar. They do. Mm-hmm. The, my mum's, like... Uh, when, when you get... When you arrive, and, you know, you're in your sort of uh, three-monthly trip there. Yeah. Is she like, oh, knackers have been around Steve? No, my mum's the gentlest soul I've ever met. So uh, every time she gets it from but um, no, she's. Uh, what about your dad then? No, he's fun as well. The thing is, my uh, brother-in-law. My they get fun because my, and my niece and nephews go to school with travel kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, they uh, started. To, they started to be in culture. They're, they're, they're a lot more integrated yeah, yeah. from my time. More more integrated than they were. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there is still there's still an attitude. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's an attitude. You know, I've, there was um, you know. I can tell this story because I don't even know the guy's name. But getting a, a cab from the town where my mum was from shopping last time I was over, and um, the cab driver was talking about two traveller families that were just at war and yeah. just ambushing each other and mm. all sorts, just murders, actual murders. Yeah. 
And he was like, you know, hopefully we'll kill each other. That was his, that was his solution yeah. to it. He was yeah. like, hopefully That's we'll not kill each other. And you're just sort of sitting there going, well, you know, and you know, it's not for me to. It's not for you to speak on, Steve, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, can you it's go the and faster? Narcissism and my so. differences. Yeah. You know, internal mm-hmm. scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Has the same family owned that Irish shop? I don't know actually, I've never known about mm. the owners. I can't imagine it's been taken over. They don't like me. I go in and they just, you know, they slide my chocolate Kimberleys and my relish towards me and I don't get much. And then Stephen goes in and it's like, <gasps> isn't there loads of us over here now? Sure, the weather and stuff like that. They just want this big hulk of Irish specimen and they're just like, mm, yeah, yeah, South Dublin, is it? <laughs> Where are they I, have, Adams, I don't know, but they're, they're I don't they're, know. They're, 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 they're she told me. me, I had a big conversation with her. <laughs> Loves them. I get nothing. I get nothing out of her. Have you been in together? Yeah, no. we have. No, yeah, have no, we went in there once together. I think I hear the same one to be associated. Would that be interesting? Would that elevate you or bring you I down? I don't know. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna start bringing yeah. you in more. I think. But yeah, she's not interested in me. I mean, I've been called a West Brit my whole life. I have, I have a whole other type of complicated mm. relationship with my Irishness because mm. my mum is Protestant. So I am obviously officially. It's like Judaism. If your mother was, you are. You know? <laughs> Even though my father was Catholic. Huh? The one drop rule. Yeah. The one drop rule, exactly. So I, 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 I have. So you going for chocolate Kimberleys and relish? Yeah, exactly. What are you going in for? <laughs> Red lemonade and normal Kimberleys. <laughs> no, 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 I'd have the relish as well. She, she introduced me to I'm the I'm going in for a dairy milk golden crisps as well and oh, caramellos, yeah. which you can't get. Irish it's chocolate is, of, is of a different order to English chocolate. Our cows are different. Well, yeah. oh, the milk is different. Yeah. yeah. Different the cows, cows are different. Our the cows, cows have got more <laughs> loving, you know? The cows eat different grass and the milk tastes Perigold's different. Kerrygold good. Yeah, Kerrygold has oh, taken yeah, over the world. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. It was in Brussels when we lived there. It's everywhere. It's great. Kerrygold. Yeah. The butter of kings. Yeah, not just potatoes and terror. It's Kerrygold as well. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what you should call the episode. Not just potatoes and terror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>